What is going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to another episode of The Kingdom Says. I am your host, as always, Garrett Williams, and I am joined today by my two usual co-hosts. We've got Kyle Henning on the top right of the screen. Kyle, how are we doing tonight, sir? Doing all right. Uh, ready to talk some ball. It was a pretty frustrating weekend, but mm. it is what it is. It sure is. Also joining us at the bottom of the screen, Mr. Arrowhead Tom. How are we doing tonight, Tom? I feel about as well as the Chiefs played on Sunday. So, uh, you know, just as soon as you feel hope, something else random happens. Yeah, I start to feel good about something, and then, you know, something else happens that makes me go, oh, that's a problem. And then I go, but there's still hope. And then hope is slowly crushed and choked out of me like, you know, there's a plastic bag being tied over my head. Mm. Yeah. Good vibes. Good vibes all around. Good vibes <laughs> on this. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, uh, we laugh. We laugh so we don't uh, cry. Yeah. So for those of you who might have missed it, might not have heard, uh, the Chiefs did, in fact, lose to the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau on Sunday Night Football, marking their uh, fifth terrible primetime performance of the year. I mean, just I don't know what it is about primetime, but the Chiefs do not play well. Haven't played well in a single game in primetime this year. Not I well. honestly don't think they were that bad, but that's all right. I guess I'm in the I mean, I agree with what Kyle's saying is, is accurate, right? It feels a lot worse than what it was because of the recent struggles and because, you know, uh, you know, Tuscaloosa culture. Mm-hmm. I, and also let's mm-hmm. let's give a little bit of credit to the Packers here. They're a better team than what their record indicated. You know, right? Young they They're made some right. plays. Yeah, you know, I, right. I feel like I feel like we slept on them a little bit. I feel this, like uh, they they've won. The, the, I mean, they've now won four of their last five. Um, you know, they're a hot team right now. And I'd say and, they're definitely and, a playoff team for sure. Yeah, if you, know. you watch if you watch the NFL long enough, you know that sometimes like momentum can be the biggest thing. And you know, they're playing in a historically good home field advantage place. Like there were a lot of factors that played into that. I don't want to just go, oh, the Chiefs were terrible, right? Because it's Winning in the NFL is not easy. It never is easy. Um, and some of them, like some of it, let's just be honest, was like, hey, that was one that was a good play, but also a little bit of dumb luck. Like, you know, the deep pass to Romeo Dobbs, it just fell in the perfect spot. Like, and do I believe that that was, you know, there, there was a little bit of luck there. And choosing not to call the hands to the face that was uh, the entire time on that play. Or Yeah, know, yeah, 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 that too. You Here's know, the problem. Like, I got decapitated. So here's the thing. There were multiple problems with Sunday night. One of them being the fact that we really are going to have trouble talking about the football game and mentioning any of the football without mentioning the disaster piece that was the main episode of of that game, which was the zebra that they decided to make themselves the center of attention all night long. Yeah. Uh, and then on calls, every calls on both sides. Freaking game, like, and it's every freaking team, and it's every freaking night, and it's worse in primetime every week. And it's the yeah, stupidest. It really gets thing. amplified on primetime, which is and wild for the league. I, I mean, don't know you if think they the league tell them on primetime to just go yeah. out and be as bad as possible, but that is what it appears. Yeah. There's definitely bet. that was a lot of the conversation for sure after the game. And it's, you know, and like Tom Cavalier too. Called in the final two drives. Yeah. And it was on, and to be fair, like it was on both teams too. Both like there were some missed calls on both tall. Like it was pretty bad. Like overall, just oh, you never want to make the game about the refs. But when there's so many things that happen, it's like, especially that late in the game, it's it really does affect how uh, how things play out. And, and not even, and not even just, and we talk about one thing. We what do we want from officials? Consistency. 
I'll give mm. you an example of the consistency being the issue. They called Jawan Taylor for a holding penalty on Rashawn Gary on, on a play. Fast forward a quarter. George Karloftis runs the, has the exact same play happen. Their right tackle holds him the exact same in front of the exact same official staring at the exact same thing. The quarterback rolls out and throws a pass in almost the exact same fashion that Patrick Mahomes did. Was there a flag on that exact same play? No. Why? <laughs> Because yeah, the Chiefs get all the calls, though. The Chiefs get all the calls. It's yeah. so mind-numbingly stupid. And then you go down the ending of that game, and they go through, and it's butcher piece after butcher piece after butcher piece. And then, then after the game, they go into the pool report, and they have the <laughs> audacity to say the things that they have to say in that pool report. Oh, they are telling you right now in your face they don't care. They won't be reprimanded. There's no punishment for yep. them. They're bigger than yep. everybody. F you. Yep. That's what they just said in every one of those pool reports. And it's disgusting, yep. but the NFL doesn't care. They don't, and they don't care. And Tom, I'm not going, I'm not trying to point you out, but you did do this, and you're and part of this is why. Tweets like yours are part of the reason why. Well, the official the officials can't be blamed for winning and losing games. Yes, yes, they can. When they are openly, actively changing point totals on scoreboards with incorrect calls, which they did five different times in that game. Five. That's a problem. Both ways, by the way. Not five one way. That's five total times they cha- they made a call that changed point totals on a scoreboard. Mm-hmm. Both directions. It's bad. And it's really I... bad wrong that often. That one, and it happens here. Tom, Tom, we had to say that Thursday, and it happens all throughout the league, and it's terrible. And we are doing this over and over again. And it's like I said, it's not Tom specifically, but like that crap where it's like, oh, officials can't be. Yes, they can. This is bad. They it looks so bad, you could almost put the tinfoil hat on and see the fixing, almost. Well, so okay, so what I what I should clarify and say is. I agree with you that the NFL doesn't care because, honestly, they it's kind of the no press is bad press, you know, motto. Um, you know, it, oh, look, everybody's tweeting about, you know, NFL. Oh, look, they're all going to the NFL Twitter account to look at the look at clips. All these oh, they're, you know, oh, they're, watching, they're watching the replays. They're, you know, sharing the content. Does it, you know, so, like, to them – um, until it comes out that like until somebody is caught, you know, dead to rights, actually gambling and, and whatever. Um, until they like NBA official, it up and Tim, and yeah, until they NBA it up. Um, yeah, just kind of accept that it's gonna suck. And and I and so I don't. I'm not saying that it's okay that it sucks, um, but it does suck. And there are ways that they could fix it. I.e., making the penalties in the last two minutes reviewable. Make them um, you know, officials. Make them getting, put in the same getting, amount of hours that the players do. Yeah. Well, okay. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Basically, here's my your job here's, as a full. Here's my player. argument. Well, hold on, because I, I would also make this argument. I don't. It would would it make a difference? Yes, but I think there's a psychology of officiating that that is like, just like we just said. Oh, the Ooh. Chiefs haven't played well in prime time. The refs haven't played well in prime time because they feel the pressure too. They right. shouldn't. They uh. They should. They should probably have part of their day be. I don't know. Being having mental coaching and counseling on how to handle situations like that as officials in a billion dollar industry. That should probably be part of that forty hours of work that yeah. they should be doing as a full time official during the week. 
along with yeah, watching no, film, watching tape, going over procedure, you know, stuff that full time that the employees should be doing with it or taking care of things that are like this, but they don't care. So they won't yeah. do it. Yep. And again, because it doesn't affect the bottom line. So the NFL doesn't care. Um, in fact, yeah. if anything, it's good for business for them to talk about how bad the refs are because yeah. we're powerless to do anything about it. We're not going to stop watching the game because of the officials. And, uh, you know, it just drives engagement. So, it would so when I'm like, like yeah. hey, you can't, you know, like, do they affect the outcome? Absolutely. But, like, it is what it, like, it's that, and you ask anybody from, you know, any level of coaching up, you can't control it. And sometimes you just get bad refs or refs on bad days or just, yeah. Ref, you have to call the police on at certain levels in certain sports. Yeah, that's happened. It's true. Yes, I, I, one time, I one time had to call the police on a referee for hitting a parent with a chair. That was a thing. So, yeah. Uh, we had to call him for assaulting yeah, a kid. That's pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, they went, went straight. Uh, yeah, so sometimes, um, yeah. And, and I've said before on this podcast, you know, um, there is a certain type of person who's attracted, like who really wants to officiate sports, but also they're usually, hall they're usually the hall monitors that weren't good at, and they're most of these. And no, look, here's here's the thing with most of the NFL's problem. I'll be real honest: the the nepotism, the because my dad or my cousin or my brother or my uncle was a ref, so I'm a ref. That is a lot of their issue, and the union yeah. side is a lot of their issue too. Yeah. yeah, to uh, so, to stop this whole thing from from us talking about the rest right. for about thirty minutes here. Well, it's hard. They've done it. it. It's what yeah, they it's made been, it. It's been the same kind of conversation uh, over and over. I will say, it feels like, uh, especially with like the the increase in sports gambling uh, in the NFL, it would feel like the NFL eventually would get some pushback from at least somebody that like, hey, this well, really needs to change. I think that there's right. been reports like the owners have kind of been talking about that, right. like sports yeah, gambling sites. Yeah, yeah, it's it feels like with the increase of just all of that, like you know that's when gonna be, gonna that's trigger, big right? profits. That's you know big, when it's gonna like, trigger, right? The first time that Vegas gets absolutely bent over the table because an official absolutely hoses a team, and Vegas was on the absolute upside down of it to where they lose huge. That'll yeah. be the first time the NFL cares about the officiating in a game. Guarantee it, because they're gonna have their partners in the gambling community up their rear ends about getting things right from now that's at least like the theory right that's that that makes the most sense in my head the first time vegas gets waxed is will be the first time that we hear about i mean it might be kind of an accumulation because i feel like there's had to have been a couple times at least the past i don't mean the raiders for those of you guys that a major a major problem for these uh sports books and stuff it's like you're yeah the the profit losses are just increasing over and over like it's a repeated thing and I don't know. That's, uh, I just that's what I kind of think about as far as the refs and uh, and the NFL wanting to fix them, because um, like you said, there's just, I think the big uh, really a big part of why the refs are so bad at the moment is just strictly because there is no accountability for them. Like there is what's, no what's grading system. There's no like they don't lose game checks. You don't get penalized or fined or anything. Like there's nothing. There's no drawbacks. There's no punishment for being for performing poorly. So. I don't know. It's. I think hopefully the NFL starts to look at it uh, a little bit more here in the next couple of years. Like I said, with the increase of just the overall profit sharing um, margins, I mean, more people are going to be watching the NFL in the next couple of years than ever before with all these major TV deals and yeah. going to all these streaming services. Like every single primetime game, it just gets bigger and bigger. You know. So I'll leave it like this: the officials are the only 
are the only piece of the entire organization of the NFL's business model that is not financially motivated to do better or worse in any fashion or form. Think about that. Yeah. So with that being said, Tom, you have one more point to make. If somebody smarter than me wants to, you know, really stir the pot, um, all it would take would be compiling a list of times when a controversial call, um, you know, turned the spread um, one way or another, and then just publish that data publicly. Not to prove a conspiracy, but to you know, to on the issue, but to damage the faith of the people putting the money in Vegas's pockets. Because then, yeah. if you go, huh, you know, the data su- seems to indicate that this is being manipulated, and so I'm not going to gamble my money on this. Uh, suddenly, our referees will be full time real fast, and, <laughs> and they'll start making better calls, and all of a sudden, things will be reviewable, quick. and they'll they they will care more about getting things right than they will about whatever the. The, it's all about this, baby. Make the NFL care what? about it. This is how you yep. do it. Yeah. But I would, I would, I would again putting the tinfoil hat on, like you know, um, Kyle said, you can kind of see it. You're going, oh yeah, yep. We're you know, some strings are maybe well, being pulled, but even if they're not being pulled intentionally, they're being pulled. Did and they're affecting think they were going to try to come up with a makeup call after the hit on Patrick? Yeah, I mean, and then they did by completely not calling the NBA. <laughs> Were, yep. were they not going to try to make up call for when they stopped the time stop when MVS went out? Like they, it, you could see it, you could yeah. watch it, and you knew it was coming before. And, but that's that's the psychology of officiating, and it sucks, and it's hard to get you yeah. know to get it. That that's the culture too. Of you know, well, yep. got to be got to give one back. Got to be even. No, just be consistent yeah. and be correct. Like a lot of people have pointed out why there shouldn't be a certain set of rules for the first, you know, 55 minutes of the game, 57 minutes of the game, 58 minutes, and then a different set for the last two minutes. You know, it's like enforce the same things at the start of the game, at the end of the game. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, without talking about the so – without having to break down the, the refs any more further than, than we, we have. talk about the seven possessions that each team had in this game. Yeah, let's talk about what the, the Chiefs did uh, on the field. <laughs> Um, and lack of uh, starting on the defensive side, I think, is the bigger uh, kind of point because that was kind of the the first game it. that we've kind of seen the defense uh, falter a little bit, you know. Uh, uh, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I would say I'll give them a pass. I mean, you lose, first of all, you know, Brian Cook's injury uh, was yeah. demoralizing, right? And you saw that on the broadcast. Like, Very you tough. heard um, one, of the, one of the guys before they, they he just went, ooh. Like when they were, like yeah. you could tell they were watching it in the booth, and they're like, "We're not going to reshow it." Um, you know, the fact that he, the X-rays have said that he didn't break it is your body sure. is not supposed to. Yeah, do. Um, is yeah, he working with Bobby? Like that is, yeah. Let's let's just not. Um, so that, that affects you. I wouldn't recommend looking at it. Yeah, you, losing losing your your signal caller on what the second or. Third snap of the game, had a big effect to the head. Yeah, yeah, uh, it had a big effect, you know. And and you know what? I will give them credit because they bounced back from both those things. And at the end of the game, the defense still showed up. They got stops and, and gave the offense chances. Yeah. As far as the offense goes, it feels like we're stuck in Groundhog Day. Yeah, no kidding. Um, if you want to know what my thoughts are on the offense, you can go back and listen to. Uh, the episode two weeks ago, or the episode before that, or the episode yep. um, about let's four see. weeks ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and yeah. 
dropped three of their last five games since it's been the same story. The same story that happened after we lost to the Broncos and similar story to what happened to the Eagles. The Eagles, we at least put up a little bit more points and a little bit more of a fight, but definitely reminiscent of the Broncos game where it's just did not, the offense did not show up really. Um, and I think yeah, we're just kind of seeing the same mistakes that we've seen all season. Uh, I don't think we've don't seen a, a t- offense be this bad this late in the year in the Patrick Mahomes era, and unless I am oh, yeah. misremembering something. No, um, I mean the, the offense hasn't looked like this at this point in the year ever. But yeah, that. So I, I guess I, I'm again on an island here, but I didn't think the offense was um, all that bad. I think they made three major mistakes again, two of them by the same culprits again, which is why it seems like it was just the worst thing on earth again. Um, yep. You have a wrong, you have a wrong route by your most veteran wide receiver on a ball that should have been a touchdown because you decided not to keep your route outside and run it in. And I, I, that can't happen. That's just an absolute can't make that mistake. He's got to see less field time. Um, and then the other one, is the slot fade route that everybody in the room knew was going except the receiver who was supposed to run it. And then he didn't even finish running it once he did get alerted to it. And that ends up in, and then as much as that's also, that's half hit, that's his fault. The other part of that is why is that the play call? Which is again, is something we've consistently talked about all freaking mm-hmm. year. Um, it's why that the, the first two drives ended in field goals um, was a play was the play call play calling at the end of the first half on, on both of those drives and a terrible penalty, but we already talked about the officiating. So we that penalty was so infuriating. Uh, that wasn't a hole. He just got beat even remotely, not even kind of, not even yeah. kind of a hole, but it's all right. He just got destroyed. Yeah. Um, again, somebody got bodied so bad again that it looks like a penalty. So they just threw it because they have a reputation decided about this offensive line. So uh, th- if um, you want to know what the difference there is, that's what the difference there is. The, the problems are, you can't run that route. You can't ask him to run that route. Why is he running that route? So there's, there's I, three pieces to that. And if you are going to run that route, and you do get called to run that route, it has to look better than that. Run it. Don't just half run it. If you're getting signaled from the guy so, to change your route, run the route. You like, got that. So, Those are your I two don't men. Have, and then you have, and, and like I said, and Patrick, why? What? Don't throw it. Don't throw it. Well, it, it was a quick. It's a quick. It's a quick route. Read. So there's, it, and I agree. Like you know, he's but, but, just well, as you I'm said not, before the show, just run the ball at that point. Don't. Yes. Who cares? I, so okay. So I have less of an issue. So it's it's just an throw RPO on the ground. Don't. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's an RPO. Um. So he has the option to hand it off or to pass it. Now pre-snap, Mahomes sees. That there's that the corner has inside leverage that Sky should be able to run that fade route and make a play, right? And you see him signaling this guy. And this is what the corner said afterwards. He said, Yeah, I saw him, you know, I saw it on tape. Um, but Mahomes has to like do three or four different gestures at Sky to get his attention. And that's when Mahomes should have just said, you know what? Screw it, we're running the ball, right? Live to fight another down. But he got greedy, they went to make the play. And and then that's where it goes back to to Sky Moore having to run that route. If nothing else, you got to put full effort into that so you, you can be in position to break it up instead of being way outside and being turned around. 
and it's and frustrating. Say, it's and you can't exactly. say you saw him read the route, and so you changed your mind. Well, no, he read the route because you didn't read the route right first. Yeah, no. And, and you know what? And, and what also was annoying about all of that was the way that Sky Moore handled that question afterwards versus how Patrick Mahomes answered it. Patrick, you know, puts it on himself. And, and you know um, – I tweeted the dead pool. Sky says, you know, well, I thought it was going to be so – no, Sky – Man, you just even if you even if that was the truth, even if it was a hundred percent Patrick Mahomes' fault, that's not how you do it. <laughs> Learn like now you're being anyways. So my my whole thing is um yes, I, I have less of a problem with the play call because I think that if that's executed well, you have a chance to get a chunk play there. Um and there's my you know, issue with the play call. Yeah, but you didn't need to have that right there. I again, I understand that it's consistent with how Andy calls plays, right? I'm not, and and there's a lot of good that comes from that. So I'm not going to sit here and go, oh yeah, no, because it's you know it's one of those, well, it's only stupid if it doesn't work kind of things. But it didn't work, and it it's not that it didn't work. It's that there were indicators that it wasn't going to work, and no, you know, there were opportunities to prevent that. Um, the, uh, so. Groundhog Day, I will say this. Isaiah Pacheco is heating up at the right time of season. Yep. Yep. They're gonna yep. lean on him and maybe, maybe we can get some some you know play action. Maybe that's gonna open some things up for the offense. Um, you know, hopefully we get Jarek McKinnon back uh healthy here um sooner rather than later. I can't believe I'm gonna say these words, but I'm gonna say them. Clyde was running the ball well in relief. Um, yeah, I know. Somebody crazy. It's crazy. Frozen over. So, if they can, what I say last know, week, maybe, anyway, anyway, crazy. Maybe, crazy. maybe they need to shift a little bit more and and get defenses yeah. to come down yeah. and then let Mahomes, you know, dink and die. It's not the time of the year to be trying to refigure your offense. Why are we but, not running two tight end sets more often with Noah Gray? Yeah, I haven't didn't like see that, much of that at all. Somebody like I'm five because. I don't understand. Yeah, because Noah Gray has consistently proven to be one of the better pass catchers on the team. I mean, he has been one of the more reliable options on the year. Running, we've seen so much. Yeah, we've seen so much success last year with 12 personnel, even 13 personnel. And we barely see it at all now this year with, uh, now we just see like four, four, five wide receiver sets. It's a, it's very interesting. I'll say this about the offense um, as a whole, really. I feel like, they're trending in the right direction. It's just not going fast enough, you know? Like, we're seeing an increased usage of Sky, or of, sorry, not Sky, or she, right? You don't want to edit that one out of the yeah, podcast. <laughs> yeah, thinking about the wrong, the wrong draft, draft beat. No, I, each, uh, draft prospect there. Just the opposite um, of the increase. Let me, let me just clarify that again. We're seeing a lot more she Rice involved in the offense. Um, obviously, they're still getting Isaiah Pacheco pretty well involved, although when you're playing from behind, it is kind of tough. Um Throw it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, but that doesn't but seem to be. They were their never way like of, behind so much that they couldn't run. No, the, run the. Yeah, even the extension of the run, kind of. I mean, they did it a couple times. They checked it down to him a little bit. Um, and it, yeah, it was it feeding Clyde and or feeding uh Godly. I'm just mixing up all <laughs> things here. Feeding Isaiah Pacheco here. Uh, ideal situation, obviously, for the offense. Um, I assume he's got to see some. I feel like I said I feel, I feel like the offense is a lot closer this year or this uh, this game than than we've seen uh, the past couple games um, with uh, just 
Like I said, there's a couple big mistakes. Uh, outside of that, though, they didn't look as bad uh, front to back as as they have the past couple games. So just got to keep trending in the right direction, using less of Sky more, less of NBS, uh, getting Rasheed Rice more integrated, and uh, using more tight two tight end sets because we're still sending Travis Kelsey out there a lot. And uh, he's, you know, that's just not ideal for a 34-year-old tight end to get that much of a workload as, as what he's getting. So. Well, I think you guys know that I'm not one to like really dog on player. Like, you know, I, I'm very much an advocate. Like, they're humans and all that stuff. I am going to like buy myself a slice of cake and celebrate the day that MVS is cut from this roster. It uh, stresses oh, me. Like, I just like respectfully, <laughs> you know, he's I'm getting paid so much guy. money. Yeah, he's getting paid. Uh, you know, Sky, like, Sky bothers me less because he's still young and he's getting he's on a cheap deal, all that stuff, whatever, right? Like him being terrible to MVS is making eleven, twelve million dollars, right? Like yeah, and that means that we'll be able to do more with that money in the offseason when we get him. Here's my you know, reasoning for it. It feels like MVS is almost certainly gone next year, like no matter what. So that's like a positive to look forward to. But we're stuck with Sky. That's that's the problem, and he's not yeah. gonna get. He's We're gonna have to earn his spot in camp. Yeah, but not I, from what we've seen from Brett Beach. I mean, if, he's if, he's pretty loyal to guys. He's if they do it right, he's gonna have to earn his spot in camp. Yeah, and I sure hope. So. I, I hope. So. Guy, sure. Here, here's sure the thing. So I don't. It's because I know I know we're kind of hinting at like, hey, they stayed really loyal to McCall Hardman. One, McCall Hardman yeah. had a pretty solid rookie year. And he also he had value as a returner. Numbers wise, is leaps and bounds. Leaps yeah. and bounds better than so, Sky Moore. I mean, leaps and bounds. Yeah. So McCall actually is not good. That's the problem. McCall <laughs> um, is fine. He's just as a role player. Like, you know, like again, yeah. if McCall is your fourth guy, 100 yards, I, yeah. whatever. Yeah. If McCall is your, your third or fourth or fifth guy on an option, you're doing pretty well. Um, got yeah. shoot. I would trade rookie McCole Hardman for just about any receiver on this roster that's not named Rasheed Rice right now. So, um, I mean, he, he was kind of a dog. Look, so uh, we're we're kind of going in circles here. I, I I said this before the show, but uh, for me at this point, Justin Watson and Kadarius Tony can run deep routes. I, MVS yeah. only those two. Nobody He's else can go stand on the Justin side. Watson even hasn't been perfect be on deep routes, but system and be a good support teammate and get ready to go try to have somebody pay him more than eight million dollars next year. Good luck to you. It's not going to be us, and nobody wants to deal with it. I'm done watching well, it. Think... He's the most veteran wide receiver in this raw room, and he makes the mental mistakes of a rookie, and it's constant. Yeah. And it can't I mean, happen. And, and, and that's where partially, very bad. That guy yeah. being. The oldest guy in the room and being the example is probably part of your problem with some of the younger guys. And I, yeah, and again, we've talked about the coaching stuff and, and the younger coach the and all that stuff. This, this guy's got to go to the bench right now. He's got to go to no snaps right now. He's got to get down there. It's got to be basically none. You need to be running Kadarius mm -hmm. and MBS, or, and MBS is on the sideline with him. You need to running Kadarius, Richie James, Noah Gray. And Richie James in there, yeah. I Most think you. Players. I think if you run that slot fade with Darius versus Sky Moore, you, you have such a different. Scores. Yeah, you you have such a different outcome, and that's, that's where it's thing too. Because that slot fade, like you know, the the DB said after the game, like, oh yeah, he got got tipped to the route, whatnot. 
Either way, if the wide receiver runs that route full, the worst case scenario is that you have a 50-50 jump ball with two guys going out for the ball instead of the DB just being wide open catching the ball. It's like it's just yeah. a difference of – and that's kind of been the, the theme of the Chiefs this year. It's like the little mistakes are just – Yeah, they're so much bigger than what – yeah, they're crippling. It's right. Like in an, any other year, like if you have a wide receiver that runs that route, it, yeah, maybe Mahomes overthrows it. And yeah, he shouldn't have thrown the ball, but you at least have a correction and less of a mistake happening because you have a wide receiver that kind of knows what he's doing out there. It's a, mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky slope. And like we said, this is, you know, the, the last four weeks of the season here, this is when you really have to turn it around. Um, if the Chiefs mm-hmm. want to have any chance of the one seed still, you need to win out. Um, pretty much you have to win out, and uh, you have to start putting some some good games together and getting that momentum for the playoffs because, uh, yeah, it's just, it's like I said, it's been we haven't been this bad this late into the year. We've seen this. We've seen mm-hmm. bad spurts of Chiefs football in the Patrick Mahomes era, but not, not this long. In December, not yeah, like, five, yeah, not three or five in November and December. Exactly, like it's just this is a new, this is un, uncharted territory, really, in in the Mahomes era. Uh, I still have confidence that they that they figure it out. Um, that well, confidence meter is slowly dwindling, but uh, if if you put Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, you have a shot to win. I say, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've been telling people, like, if I'm an AFC team, I still don't want to see them in the playoffs, even if it's mm-hmm. on a road playoff game. In, They're going to be the most part. experienced playoff team, um, you know, especially with Joe Burrow's injury. They're in, I mean, and the Ravens, at this point, half the AFC is in a, is in a body bag, at, you know, in different positions. But You almost lost um, Trevor Lawrence last night. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, you know, it's – they have some things that could work that's in their favor. That's a high um, angle. It may not be great for him. He may have trouble down the stretch here trying to deal with that. So it there, yeah. there's lots of lots of things in the AFC. Yeah. So th- there's a lot going on, but I, I'm with Garrett. Like you just got to get inside. You get in the playoffs, and you've got a puncher's chance, and that's just got to figure it out from there. All yeah. you need. So, um, but it would be nice to go in. You know, having it figured out. Um, Rasheed Rice. We need to win down the stretch here. Rasheed yeah. Rice is making, you know, waiting to buy his jersey really hard. Um, that'll be the other thing is he'll get to get number eleven this off season, um, which I'm, which I just think looks so much better than four. Although four is growing on me. Um, nice. But yeah, no, I mean, and I'm, you know, we want to be cautiously optimistic. You know, there, there's enough talent in ways to make up for what's going on but you know it's they at the end of the day those big plays matter the most in january or let me say that a, a, a different way those little plays become big plays in january yeah. and so mm-hmm. you know that routine stuff that you that they're missing right now is extra concerning because we don't normally see it this late in the 13 season. seconds doesn't happen without little things to being done correctly and these are the little things right now that aren't being done correctly that are becoming the yep. opposite of 13 seconds. Well, so we, we talked about this before um, we started recording. And so I'll use the exact same example, right? Do it, Trav, do it. You know, he's yelling that he has to do it quickly. He does it fast. 
Travis is, is listening. He's paid in. He's locked in. Yeah. They make the, they make the play. flight signals on the yep. USS battleships trying to get Sky yeah. Moore's attention. Versus having, yeah. to, Has, you know, having to line up every one of his receivers on a play. Yeah. Yep. And so that, to me, is the difference, you know, between one of the caliber of player, right? Because, you know, obviously Travis is special. Um, but that should be pretty routine for any receiver when, you're, when your quarterback is, you know, checking to you. Um, or making a check like that, you need to be paying attention, especially when you know the ball could be coming your way. And so that yep. is, um, you know, all the stuff you guys unacceptable, as we've said several times. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It can't happen. It's bad, and it needs to get better. And that's all we're looking for as we uh, as we approach this next week here uh, versus the and Buffalo Bills. We will be back with another episode. Uh, before that game to uh, to fully break down kind of what we expect from that yes. uh, budding rivalry rematch, as well as having a, a special special feature on the next episode. Kyle? Mailbag, you know guys. Yeah. 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 Guess what? What a better time to ask questions than uh, coming off of three, uh, three L's in the last five. Plenty of things to talk about. Plenty of things to ask about. Um, Bill's coming up on, on another big game. I mean – Ask a question, get a chance at a couple of prints. You need to go over to the YouTube, go on to this video, go on to the preview video of the Packers game, go on to the Eagles game, uh, post game um, episode, drop a comment that is a question, get entered into the thing to win, subscribe to the channel, get a bonus entry, jump over to our Twitter or Facebook or whatever, put that down there and share it, get another bonus entry, all kinds of stuff, win free stuff, ask questions. You guys, you guys have questions. We get your questions and your, and your, responses on all the social media stuff anyway just come hop yeah. over do it on youtube and get a yeah. chance to win something for it show there us some love we'll show you some love back yeah definitely hop over to our youtube comment uh leave a like leave a review all that stuff also check out uh soon the uh, the newest kingdom recon episode our guy arrowhead yeah. uh -huh. tom and, and the boys over at kingdom recon hosted um that'll be a good time coming up soon here and, uh, yeah, we will be back, like I said, next uh, – well, not next week, but later in this week uh, with that mailbag episode and a Bills preview game. So thank you all so much for tuning in watching this one. Be sure to check us out, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Kingdom Says Pod, all that good stuff, Spotify, Apple Music, you know the deal. And we will see you guys in the next episode of The Kingdom Says.